Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger, and this is my annual um, personal anniversary story, my 39th wedding anniversary this coming Saturday, August 12th, depending on where you're hearing it, August 12th, 2023. And so... Today, I want to talk to you about marriage and how it's helping me be the best version of myself. Um, I think that I've been talking a lot about how marriage and intimate relationships, committed relationships, are like an emotional gymnasium. It's like when you go to a gymnasium, you develop physical muscle, and being in a committed relationship, it beckons you to develop emotional muscle. And I think many of us, if not all of us, get married with or, or committed, I should say. I'm going to say married doesn't mean you're not married. It means you're together, but I use the term married because it's easier. But we, we come into these marriages with flaccid emotional muscles, oftentimes kind of weak. In other words, we're very reactive, defensive, protective. Many of us have not seen our parents and grandparents communicate in ways that are helpful, that are, um, especially when it comes to pain, having productive, useful conversations where they both walk away feeling understood and heard. So we end up being in these relationships sort of like dancing in the dark, not sure what the heck we're doing. We, we think we do, but we really don't. And uh, we end up having a lot of uh, fight or flight reactions oftentimes. And we disconnect or we bicker or we we don't feel very close or we yell. There's lots of things that we do. Now, in my personal case, my wife and I are quite extroverted. And when you have two extroverts like us in a relationship where there's pain, it gets, it can get loud and it can get hyper and it can get volatile. Some other people, it looks very different. I remember I had a partner, a business partner where him and his wife were introverts and they said, he said, wow, we're fighting like cats and dogs. And I said, what's that look like in your house? And he said, we haven't talked in four days. Well, that's not what fighting looks like in my house. So it looks very different. Uh, some people, one person gets escalated, the other person withdraws. And the more the person withdraws, the more the other person gets escalated. And the more person escalates, the more the person withdraws. So there's a lot of looks to it. But ultimately, it's about connection. So I want to talk about me, though, because this is my time to share about me and and um, you know, I'm a marriage therapist who is definitely still quite a, much of a work in progress in my own 39-year marriage. And I am much more mature and I have much more developed muscles than I used to, but I am far from done. I'm a person who has learned the importance of working on my weakest links in other words, there are areas that I came into this marriage already strong, considerate, thoughtful, kind, responsible, and I could easily give in those ways. Those were easy ways for me to give. 
the catch is to become the best version of myself, I got to look at where I am not so strong. What are my weaker links? What is, uh, what are my development? What are the things I'm maybe deficient in? So for example, I would say the first thing that comes to mind and not the only thing that comes to mind, but the first thing that comes to mind is my tendency to want to be perceived exactly the way I want to be perceived. And, you know, I married somebody that is a separate person. That's how it works. She's not a clone of me. She has her own way of thinking and her own opinions. And sometimes her opinions don't match mine. And, I, and, and sometimes she even misunderstands me. And when I got misunderstood or misperceived, I would be quick. I would be abrupt. I would be short. I could be condescending. I could be mean. Not necessarily so much with other people, but with my intimate partner, that's, that's, that's what happens. And why that happens is that our intimate partner takes up a place in our psyche that's deeper, that represents oftentimes our earlier childhood in relationships with our parents. It just happens that, that way. So in my life, as a person who watched my mother put down my dad, I'm not blaming my mom. I understand this two sides and I can understand my mom's frustrations. But my experience as a kid was anger at my mother and oftentimes stepping in to fight on behalf of my dad. And so I, um, I was, I could do no wrong for my mom and my dad could do no right. And that was my story. So when I get in a marriage and my wife has some negative feedback for me, do you think I handled it? Well, I didn't. I handled it like it's the end of the world. I tried to get understood, but I didn't do it in a calm way. I would uh, put her down for those opinions. I would get reactive, defensive, tell her that she's missing all the good things about me and dismissing her feelings. Do I still do that? Yes. Do I do it far less? Yes. I could say that now. If my wife was here, I'd hope she'd say yes. She's not in the house right now, so... Uh, I'm safe to lie all I want. No, I'm just kidding. No, I really do think I've improved a great deal on that. And the reason is that you, you start to learn, you start to become aware of some of those patterns, some of those uh, things that happened in childhood. And of course, I don't want to have that kind of relationship. I want to be able to validate my wife much more than my dad was able to validate my mother. Um, I also want to speak to my wife when I'm frustrated in nicer ways than my mom did to my dad. Uh, and so there are always things to learn. And that's what's great about intimate relationships. It's, a, it's that gymnasium where we can really develop and work on ourselves. And so that is an area that I've really worked on. And I'm much better with her being disappointed. If she's disappointed with me, I'm really clear it's not the end of the world. Oftentimes it means one of two things. I really screwed up and I need to own it. Or she really got it all wrong and I need to lovingly and calmly point it out to her. But there's never a need for me to get mean or nasty or reactive or quick or defensive. Now, the other thing I've learned is the importance of repair. And repair, I've talked about this in, my, in many of my talks 
in these videos and podcasts and with couples and live in person, that repair is important. We have these disruptions where we're not tuned into each other, but we always want to repair. Sometimes we miss, I can repair. So uh, I, I don't have to be perfect. So when I slip and I get, I come from my less mature, more reactive parts of me, uh, and I see my wife's reaction is not really, really good, then it's up to me to go, oh my God, I did that defensive thing again. I would like another chance to do this right. So here I go. I'm going to tell you um, this time something very different. And, you know, usually she'll, she'll like that. Give me a chance. If she's still hurt from my reaction, then I need to give her time and know that I don't have to insist on it being my way immediately. Give her time to process the hurt that I may have evoked in her. But that I let her know very clearly that uh, this was on me. And I need to do it better and listen and not be defensive or whatever the case may be. I'm not saying all this, that I'm the only one that's working on my marriage. I mean, it takes two people to tango, but it takes one person to get it going. And I I really have no control over what she does. She doesn't have any control of what I do. It's her job to work on her. It's my job to work on me. And it's our job together to communicate as a couple better. But it does take, of course, working on me. So that was the one major weak spot. I guess the other weak spot, believe it or not, is in the area of gift giving. And even though that's not my wife's primary love language and definitely not mine, that it is romantic. It's a, it's a romance and I, I have to pay attention. So I oftentimes will put in my phone reminders. Our anniversary is coming up. Two weeks later, her birthday's coming up. So I need to think about the things I want to do or say or plan. You know, I, I planned a nice day this Saturday. Uh, there's, you know, I work still a lot and she has time. She does lots of the planning on many of our vacations. So, uh, but I can't just leave it up to her. And that's a strength of hers. She's great at planning and creating new experiences for us. And I could easily get in the habit of letting her do it all because that's the way our roles and responsibilities have been carved out. But I jumped on the opportunity to say to her, I have this idea. She didn't want a surprise. So this was my idea. She liked it. So this is what we're going to do Saturday on our anniversary. So I'm just saying that for me, one of my weak spots is to take the reins romantically. Yes, I'm a marriage therapist, but it's something I got to do. It doesn't come naturally to me as some of my strengths do. So being the best version of myself means working on the area of being less defensive and more present, number one. Number two is romance. And number three is clean up after myself. My wife loves it when I clean up after myself. And she absolutely detests when I don't. And I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't call myself sloppy, but I would say I have lots of ideas. And sometimes when I'm finished with something, I have an idea to do something fun or maybe even something for my work. And I just want to go right to that. And so I have been practicing working on cleaning up after myself before I get to the next thing. Now, I will tell you that's probably 
that weakness is lagging behind the other two I mentioned. I think I'm better at being non-defensive. I'm being better at being more romantic and a better planner. Um, and I'm getting better probably more recently with cleaning up after myself. But I think there, I, I really got to work on it. My point of all this is do an assessment of yourself. Where am I weak? Where am I not? Where am I? What, what is it that my partner needs that if I did that thing or said that thing, it would make her elated? You know, those are the kinds of things. For me, planning out our trip Saturday uh, was made her feel like, wow, you, you honored our anniversary. When I listen to her and I'm not defensive and don't dismiss her feelings, she softens, she opens up because, and her heart opens up and it's wonderful. When I clean up after myself, she feels like, wow, you heard me. It's not just about the cleaning, but wow, you heard me, you knew it was important to me. So use, use your marriage or your committed relationship as an opportunity to work on those weaker links so that you could be that better version of yourself. You know, and then I want to end with this too, in terms of better versions of ourselves. We need to learn how to be better lovers. And I don't mean sexual lovers, even though I include it in that. I'm just saying, how do I act to make my partner feel loved, significant? This does not come naturally to us. We're great in the beginning of relationships. We can be very passionate, very romantic. But I don't believe it comes natural to us. I think it takes giving some attention to that question. What is it that I need to do to make my partner feel more loved? That is a question I do ask myself much more now than I used to. And I follow through. And when I follow through, the relationship is, is great. And even though we still have our challenges, I would say that our relationship gets better every year. Every year it gets better. And it's not an accident. It's because we're both working on ourselves. We're both softening. I mean, I'll say this. Uh, one thing is, one thing I was, I've been I'm better at than her is apologizing. I've noticed my wife getting way better at apologizing. And when she apologizes before I do, it thrills my soul. Because... It's nice to have her apologize because sometimes it's you know, it's easily not just me or just her, you know. And so, just owning our stuff—it's great. So, I appreciate that about her. Um, but I'm going to keep her things that she needs to work on. To one, I've come up with three of my own. Take a look at yourself. See how you can be that best version of yourself. What are my weak spots? How do I give? It's not easy to give from your weakest links. It's much easier to give from our strengths, but that's, that's the magic. That's the magic. Working on the areas that we're not great at is the magic to make our relationships really pop, really thrive. There's my anniversary talk for 2023. Thanks for listening. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.